0: a wide-ruled composition notebook, beef nachos, and a time to thank, three things that help drive me towards my purpose, what it does for me, and how it can help you too. I'll tell you more about that in today's show, so buckle up, because here we go.
1: Welcome. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive.
0: You can overcome adversity... You don't have to be beaten down.
1: Steven has learned the hard way, and after becoming successful, he's ready to help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so that you can have the life and business you
0: want. I know how it feels like whenever you just want to quit and say, forget it, I'm done.
1: To overcome adversity, you have to lean in and not pull back. Engage. Engage this is pull up and thrive and now your host Stephen caps
0: a wide ruled composition notebook beef nachos and a time to thank hey I gotta make a show okay <laughs> I I just enjoy having fun fun with you guys, and if you guys enjoy the podcast, take a minute and share an episode. Share one that has really impacted you. Share it with someone that you know that it could really help them out. And if you have not yet written a review, that really, really helps us get out the word because it helps us rank better in the different podcast platforms. So if you can do, th- do, th- do that, I mean take two minutes, write a good one, okay? Don't write me a bad review. But thank you for being here. I so appreciate this time. The older I get, the busier I become. And the more that I want to be sure that I'm driving towards my purpose. Each one of us on this blue marble planet that we call Earth has a high purpose. We have a high calling. This is why I'm constantly beating the drum of writing your personal mission statement. Habakkuk 2.2 says, Write the vision. Make it plain upon tablets so that they that read it may run. Now, you may be the only one reading this thing, and that's okay. But having that personal mission statement constantly before you keeps you on track. So four things real quick that a personal mission statement does. One, it gives you an out-of-bounds marker. These are things that you don't do because they do not contribute to your purpose. Two, it is a, it is a compass. It gives you direction. Three, it's a plumb line. A plumb line in the old days was basically a weight on a string that they would hang from a secured position in order to see if something was level. Was it plumb? And then four, it's a target. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. That is the importance of the personal mission statement. So I'm going to lay out five things to ensure that you're driving towards your purpose. And the number one is mission statement. I know I've probably said this on every episode. Well, maybe not every episode, but a lot. Your personal mission statement is so important. Now, most of you know my story. Lost my wife to cancer, got remarried. Lost their largest customer and suffered near financial ruin in 10 months. In times of loss, that's a pivotal moment in people's lives. Times where they pause and reflect. And so I'm going to take you someplace a little sobering because whenever we suffer loss, we quickly gain perspective. 55.3 million people around the globe die every year. That's 38,402 people every day. In the time that it took me to tell you that, 27 people have passed away. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm just trying to get you to stop and think. Because we've all heard the question... If you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do today? And we've all heard some of of the silly answers. And we've probably said them ourselves. I would uh, go on a shopping spree or I would run up my credit cards and I would tell my boss how I really felt about him. I would uh, quit my job. Uh, That's not a real question. But what if we knew that we only had five more birthdays left with our kids? What if we knew that we only had eight more family vacations? What are the choices that we are making today that we would make differently? What are the activities that we are involved in? That if we knew that we only had a limited time left with those that we love, what would we do differently? Our life, the time that we have, is going to pass by anyways, we may as well do number two and live our life on purpose. Uh, there was an article published by the website of uh, The Guardian, and it was about an, about an Australian nurse that cared for patients in the last 12 weeks of their lives. It would be much like um, an American hospice. And the doctor's and nurse's primary job is to make the patients comfortable in the last months and days of their lives. Now, this nurse worked there for several years. And like any job, you get to know the people that you work with along with your clients. But in this lady's case, 100% of her clients died under her care. What do you think that you could learn from people who are at the end of their lives? What she learned and what this article was about was the top five end of life regrets. There was a lot of them there that you would expect to be there. I wish I would have spent more time with my family. I wish I would have worked less. But number one, the number one end of life regret was something that that I've never really thought of before but whenever you hear it, it totally makes sense. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the lives others expected of me. I wish I had the courage. So number three is have courage. We have lots of different ideas whenever we hear the word courage. You have lots of preconceived what that means and who is worthy to be called courageous. Well, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, During the 15 months that Elisa and I fought cancer, there was more than one occasion where I would walk into the hospital, get on, get onto the elevator, press the button, light would light up on the little button and I would wait for the doors to open and I would walk down the hall the floor that she was on and the nurse would stop me in the hallway and ask me, how do I do this? And I thought to myself, how do I do what? There's someone in that room that I care about and I want to be with her. See, people who have courage never think they're doing anything courageous. See, your ordinary life can be extraordinary to others, but To ourselves, it's just ordinary, it's just boring, it's just mundane. But much like courage, your ordinary can be extraordinary. So, what is courage? Courage is doing the right thing under pressure. So, you're driving down the interstate and and a truck 100 yards in front of you swerves to miss a couch, and then the driver loses control, and, and then the truck flips three, four, five times. All you see are brake lights and people jumping from the safety of their own cars to rush and help a person that they don't even know. Later, whenever Later, whenever the local news interviews this individual that pulled the victim from the wreckage, They say something like, I would want someone to do the same thing for me. Or you see billowing black smoke and the blaring of sirens. And you see stone faced first responders running into a burning building while everyone else is running out. And then later, after they save all these people in this burning building, they are interviewed on the local news. And the first responder, tell me if I'm wrong. They always say, I was just doing my job. See, courage is doing the right thing under pressure. But also knowing that this, this could cost me. Maybe if you failed at something, it would cost you some embarrassment. Or, or if it was really dangerous, like, like running into a burning building, it would cost you your life but courage is doing it in spite of what it may cost you. Taking the time to slow down and go after your dreams is courageous. Now, whenever I say dreams, what I am saying is pursuing your purpose. Chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose is about reaching a higher calling. Don't confuse going for your dreams as some youthful, immature, I'm going to leave my wife and kids and go chase my dream crap. This is about laying hold of your God-given purpose. You have a higher calling. Everyone listening to this show right now, you have a higher calling because every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, James 1, 7, your gifts, talents, abilities, strengths, Come from God as tools in your tool belt to be used to impact the world that you live in, to impact your sphere of influence. You encounter people every day that other people may never encounter. You touch people's lives. You, let me rephrase that, you have the opportunity you have the opportunity to impact people's lives where no one else can. In your job, in your career, in your, the people that you work with, the, the, the people that you encounter at the gym, at the bank, at the gas station, you have the opportunity to impact someone's life to, like a pebble dropping in a body of water, You never know what that small pebble, what ripples can impact others. And all this takes courage. So a wide ruled composition notebook, beef nachos, and a time to think. So I have a notebook that I write down my goals and my thoughts. And if I'm struggling through something, all right, how do I solve this problem? And I usually go to this little Mexican restaurant called Juicy Taco. And I I get this notebook and I just write things. Sometimes I do a brain dump. Sometimes I do steps I need to take. Do this first and that second. But I block out time to stop and think. We all have a lot that we're trying to squeeze out of every day. We are being pulled in a thousand and one directions by our work, our business, our family, our friends, our activity, yard work, school work, homework, busy work. And without a clear mission, we will get to the ends of our lives and ask the question, did I make an impact? Did my pebble drop in that water and did it ripple out and touch people. If you were to ask, what activity can I do to help me reach my purpose, to help me drive towards my purpose? Get a wide world composite notebook. The beef nachos are optional and go and think. Because in a recent session with my notebook and my personal coach, I listed out my life and business activities. These are the things, family, uh, Texas Gates, of the handyman business, podcasting, speaking, coaching, all of these things that I have on my plate that I want to do or I am involved in. So I write this out and then I discover that only 20% of my efforts are responsible for 80% of my results. So I have all of this activity all of these things that I'm doing, all of these things that I'm involved in, but only 20% is actually producing a result. Well, I found out that that is called the Pareto principle, which asserts an unequal relationship between inputs and outputs. Most likely in your business, in your organization, 20% 20% of the employees, they produce 80% of the results. 20% of your salespeople do 80% of the sales. 20% of your customers or your products produce 80% of your revenue. There are, We all have a lot of activities on our list. A number four is do the 80-20 exercise. Take a piece of paper, write down your Top seven to 10 activities. And then look and see if this is is not true in your life as well. Does 20% of of your activities produce 80% of their results? Now circle the one activity that is the most important. Is that one thing that's super important being pushed off the plate by everything else? If it is, you have to be intentional about making that a priority because I want to hit the mark and I know that you do too. I would have not have come to this conclusion if I did not stop, write out my mission statement, take a deep dive into the mission statement and set up a rhythm of marking my progress, reflection and taking personal inventory. What I did with my mission statement my mission, my purpose, is to use my gifts, talents and abilities to do more, give more, save more for the glory of God and His kingdom. What I did was I took gifts, talents and abilities. all right? What are those? What are my gifts? What are my talents and what are my abilities? And I just wrote them out. And then I was thinking, well, you know, I'll have half a dozen or so. I have about half a page. And I'll just share this with you because this may be helpful for you. And you have to think deeper about what your skills are. What is your most powerful asset? If you're a web designer or a programmer or an entrepreneur or you have a service business, you have to go deeper than your skill. This is what I wrote down under Gifts, Talents, and Abilities. Problem solving, persuasion, visionary, marketing, communicating, casting a vision, sales, design, creativity, writing, speaking, motivation, passion, emotion, uh, encouraging others, coaching, a big picture guy, tenacity, don't quit, stick-to-itiveness, dogged, perseverance, consistency, stable, steadfast, strategic thinker, building systems, big starter, building teams, and it goes on. So whenever you're thinking about your talents, your skills, your abilities, what am I going to use to help me drive me towards my purpose? You have to go deeper than I do data entry. <laughs> I, I can build websites. You have to dig deeper into What are your strengths? What are you good at? I'm spending a little bit more time on this. I know this podcast is a little bit different, but I want to hit the mark and I want to help you hit the mark too. But what we say is that we will do these things in the future. I will start this when this happens. I will change this when this happens. I will will take a break whenever this is in place. Sarah and I ran the Austin Half Marathon. If if you have ever done any running in the downtown area of of Austin, you will know that Austin has some huge, crazy hills. So mile 12 marker is at the top of the steepest, hardest, most difficult hill. It is, it is on a road, so it's not that steep but when you're running oh my word this thing was so steep that you're having to lean in at a 45 I do 45 degree angle to run up this hill and then at the last mile was winding through downtown so you're running and running and you're going going around a corner and you're thinking the finish line is around the next corner. It's around the next building. It's around this one. It's around the next turn. And it seemed like I was never going to get there. Or it seemed like the finish line was moving. And that is what happens whenever we say, I will slow down when. I will change this whenever this happens. Well, I got news for you. Your business does not care about you. No matter how much you work, how much you invest It's never enough for the business. The business is a machine. It doesn't care if you work every weekday, weekend, every holiday, work late. It wants more. You have to decide when enough is enough. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to put some things in place. And let me mention this too. Your employees... Now, I have great team members. They are awesome. I trust them 100% with my business, with their care and concern for me and Sarah. I trust them. But no matter how much we do for them, it's never enough. Not that they're bad, not that they're toxic, is that they're people. And team members, whenever you pay them every week, They expect a paycheck every week. So no matter how much you sacrifice, no matter how much you pour your life out for your business, for your team members, for your customers, it's never enough. Because there's another customer calling for your services. There's another employee that has a problem that needs you. Because you're a leader and you kick butt And you have a lot to give, and people draw from that. And they're not going to stop because you have a lot to give, a lot to offer. That's part of your purpose. But we have to draw the line and say, enough is enough. I need a break. Now, I got good news about this because you get to decide. So four things real quick here, and and then I'm moving on to number five. Number one, you have to decide. And number two, you have to make a plan. Three, what am I going to do with the 80%? And four, how do I move forward? Now, I went through those pretty quick, but moving forward may involve number five. Number five is taking a break. You may need to take a break for a few days, a week, two weeks, a month. Whatever it takes for you to get clarity to help you drive you to your purpose. Whenever I sat down and I just wrote these things out and, and I saw that only 20% of my efforts were making for 80% of my results. And and I see that some of the 80% activity is, is pushing some of the number one things that I want to accomplish, some of the number one things that I feel like is the most important part of my purpose. So how do I get that thing that's being pushed off my plate up towards at the top? What activity do I have to quit? In last episode, I talked about things you have to quit. I quit stuff every day. I want to dedicate myself to only the things that I can do. Only the things that I can do. My best strengths, my highest calling, the thing that I'm most passionate about, the one thing that I can make the biggest splash in this river that we call life. So, number five, you have to take a break. As an entrepreneur, As a business owner, as leaders, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And again, the people that we're serving and the business, it's never enough. It is never enough. You serve a a thousand customers, bend over backwards for a thousand customers. There's another one coming up behind them. So you have to be healthy You have to be strong. So let's do these five things to drive us towards our purpose. number one, write your personal mission statement. Two, live your life on purpose. Three, have courage. Four, wide-ruled composition notebook. And do the 80-20 exercise. Beef nachos are optional. And number five, take a break. Thank you for joining me. If you can do these things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Until next time, I'm Stephen Caps, and I say, game on.
1: You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps.
0: Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be.
1: We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stevencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.